Hey guys, welcome to Disciples by Design. It's the first episode after about a month of long, well, I just took a break basically to uh, to get my eyes focused back on God, figure out really why I was doing the ministry and uh, where God wants me to go with it, and uh, had some other personal matters to attend to as well, but uh you know, I feel like God's really been putting on my heart the the need, the earnest need to share the Word of God. And honestly, I I full heartedly believe that uh, we live in the end times. And I I know I know lots of people have said that over the years, um, lots of preachers. And honestly, I, I believe it's the truth, though. You know, I I feel like. Uh, feel like God's really calling us up to do something um, better with our lives and, you know, calling us to be the Christians that we need to be and to stand firm on his word. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you always have to say something when somebody is mouthing off and, and uh, saying things that they shouldn't. But uh, standing firm on his word um, really applies to our life and how we how we believe and the things that we say, the way that we act, the choices that we've made beforehand. Um, so uh, today we're primarily going to talk about Matthew 24, chapter 24. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I want to share this. I've taken time away from Disciples by Design, Ministry to Seek God, and to really get some things straight in my own life. But I believe now is the time to start sharing his word in earnest. Guys, we are living in the end times. Uh, give me a sec here. Guys, you all know who God is and what he has done for our sake. I want you to really listen to this, really take it in. This is so important. Our world is on a breaking point. This will only get worse before it gets better, but it isn't something we have to fear. Even in death, our souls are eternal and with God as we walk, and we do not have any earthly reason to be afraid of what's coming. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added. Matthew 6.33 Guys, I want you to read this for yourselves, and I want I want you to listen to it as I read it. And maybe you already have before. Maybe you've already heard this, but so what? Do it again. Soak in this truth. One of the things I've always been afraid of is being like Peter. I don't want to be deceived or betray my king. So I pray I I blah, blah, blah. I pray and prepare my heart and mind for what's coming. I set aside the actions I will take and write my resolve in the depths of my being. I rehearse in my mind the man that God has made me to be and the man that I choose to be. I will walk in truth even should I expose even should it expose me for mistakes that I've made. I will own up for my actions. I will believe in God, even should man's evidence disprove his existence. I will stand for the word of God, should it lead to my death. I will protect my family from everything that I can. I will give my life to make sure those that I love can live. 
I will not cheat on my wife. I will scream it out loud to anyone that tries to bait me, and I have. And guys, the reason that I say this, the reason that I'm telling you these convictions in my heart is because, you know, honestly, to inspire you. Inspiration does a lot. You know, one of the things, I'm an artist. God has given me a gift and a talent to write, and uh, that's one of the things I do. And I, you know, as an artist, I, I notice that I am very inspired by the way that people act. And when they have a strong conviction and they stand on that conviction, you know. So, guys, I, my my purpose is to inspire and encourage you in the way that you should go. And I believe that God has given me a gifting towards this. And so that's why I do these podcasts. That's why I do TikTok. That's why I write in Disciples by Design, our uh, messenger chat. And if anybody wants to be a part of that, feel free to let me know. Um, my name is Aaron Hoskins, and you can reach me on Facebook or through Messenger. You know, God has set before us people that are, uh, are here to encourage and to push us to grow in his word to grow in who he has called us to grow or called us to be. And, uh, you know, so guys, I really just, I want you to know that, that God is here for you, that he has your back. You know, if God be for us, then who can be against us? And even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, why should we fear any evil thing when we've got God as our rock, our salvation, Guys, we're, we're in the end times and things are going to happen. And Christians are going to be put on a on a pedestal. And not, not the type for like a hero or anything, but we're going to be made the bad guys. And there's going to be times where it's hard. And, you know, even saying it's hard, it doesn't do it justice. So you need to know now who you are. You need to choose at this moment the actions that you will take take the things that will define you because if you don't know now things are going to get hard so matthew chapter 24 the reason that i chose this chapter today is because i was actually watching a tiktok um by a kid that was talking about these things and so i started looking it up start reading through it and you know this is important these are the things that we really need to dwell on we really need to meditate on to really get our hearts and minds in the in the the depths of the bible you know so you need to have this conversation with yourself now today don't wait to find out who you will be God has already told you who you are. Now decide for yourself who you are and walk in it. God has given us his followers dominion over this world. He has given us the power to cast out principalities and spirits of darkness. People of Christ, are you listening? Don't you hear what's going on? He is coming soon. These evil corporations and government officials are tearing up our country. They're pushing their agenda. But you know what? It's kind of funny because these cowards that seek to rule us will not win. God has already paved the way. It is already done. We are already saved. Just trust him and believe in him. Now, guys, listen to this. I'd really appreciate any feedback that anybody has. Um, 
even if you want to go to TikTok, Disciples by Design, and leave whatever you want there. Or you can reach out to me um, either through this platform or um, Messenger, Facebook, whatever. So just really listen to this. Really, you know, really listen to it. Thank you guys for remaining true to his word and following Jesus. This is Matthew chapter 24. Uh, The first section here says routine history. Jesus then left the temple. As he walked, his disciples pointed out how very impressive the temple architecture was. I'm going to intercept my hair. Uh, This is the Message Bible. I read it from the Message Bible because I feel like in today's world, this is the easiest to understand. And this is also a way to reach people that don't read the Bible, aren't Christians. Um, And so this really comes from that because I feel like it's easier to understand than if I was reading King James or NIV. And it's told in the language that we speak. Okay, so back to this. Um, Jesus said, you're not impressed by all this sheer size, are you? The truth of the matter is that there's not a stone in that building that is not going to end up in a pile of rubble. Later, as he was sitting on Mount Olives, his disciples approached and asked him, tell us, when are these things going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming? That's uh, that the time's up. Jesus said, watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up and f- with forged identities claiming, I am Christ, the Messiah. They will deceive a lot of people. When reports come in of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history. There, This is no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation and ruler fight ruler over and over. Famines and earthquakes will occur in various places. This is nothing compared to what is coming. Verses 9 and 10. They are going to throw you to the wolves and kill you, everyone hating you because you carry my name. And then, going from bad to worse, it will be dog eat dog, everyone at each other's uh, throat, everyone hating each other. Guys, like, does that make any sense at this point in time? Does that make any sense? If you go over to Egypt, do you know what they do to Christians there? They kill us. I'm being very serious. They, They kill Christians. Everybody hates each other in the nation right now. Does does this make sense to you? Verses 11 12. In the confusion, lying preachers will come forward and deceive a lot of people. For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Guys, there's so many people. If you look at the statistics for suicides... They've increased in the last five years dramatically. People are giving up because of the world that we live in. They're giving up on their families. They're giving up on their life. They're giving up on everything that is dear to them. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Verses 13 and 14. Staying with it, that's what God requires. 
Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry and you'll be saved all during this time. The good news, the message of the kingdom will be preached all over the world. A witness staked out in every country and then the end will come. Guys, this is so, so important. I'm going to read that again. Verses 13 and 14. Staying with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You don't, you won't be sorry and you'll be saved all during this time. The good news, the message of the kingdom will be preached all over the world. A witness staked out in every country and then the end will come. This is verses 15 through 20, or sorry, 15 through 28. The title for this is The Monster of Desecration. So verses 15 through 20. Be ready to run for it when you see the monster of desecration set up in the temple sanctuary. The prophet Daniel described this. If you've read Daniel, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're living in Judea at the time, run for the hills. If you're working in the yard, don't return to the house to get anything. If you're out in the field, don't go back and get your coat. Pregnant and nursing mothers will have it especially hard. Hope and pray this won't happen during the winter or on a Sabbath. Verses 20 through 22. Or 21 through 22. Sorry. This is going to be trouble on a scale beyond what the world has ever seen or will see again. If these days of trouble were left to run their course, nobody would make it. But on account of God's chosen people, the trouble will be cut short. And then this is verses 23 through, well, I guess the end of the chapter 51. Um, this is the arrival of the son of man. So 23 through 25, if anyone tries to flag you down, calling out, here's the Messiah or points, there he is. Don't fall for it. Fake messiahs and lying preachers are going to pop up everywhere. Their impressive credentials and bewitching performances will pull the wool over your eyes. Or pull the wool over the eyes of even those who ought to know better. But I've given you fair warning. So if they say, run to the country and see him arrive. Or quick, get downtown, see him come. Don't give them the time of day. The arrival of the Son of Man isn't something you go to see. He comes like swift lightning to you. Whenever you see crowds gathering, think of Carrion Vulture's... Carry on vultures, oh my God, circling, moving in, hovering over a rotting carcass. You can be quite sure that it's not the living son of man pulling in those crowds. Verse 29, following those hard times, sun will fade out, moon cloud over, stars fall out of the sky, cosmic powers tremble. Verses 30 through 31, then the arrival of the son of man, it will feel the skies. No one will miss it. 
unready people all over the world, outsiders to the splendor and power, will raise a huge lament as they watch the Son of Man blazing out of heaven. At the same moment, he'll dispatch his angels with a trumpet blast summons, pulling in God's chosen from the four winds from pole to pole. Verses 32 through 35. Take a lesson from the fig tree from the moment you notice its buds form, the merest hint of green. You know summer's just around the corner, so it is with you. When you see all these things, you'll know that he's at the door. Don't take this lightly. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for all of you. This age continues until these things take place. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. Verse 36. But the exact day and hour, no one knows that. Not even heaven's angels, not even the Son, only the Father knows. Verses 37 through 39. The arrival of the Son of Man will take place in time, times like Noah's. Before the great flood, everyone has, before the great flood, everyone was carrying on as usual, having a good time right up to the day Noah boat, boarded the ark. They knew nothing until the flood hit and swept everything away. Verses thirty-nine through forty-four. The Son of Man's arrival will be like that. Two men will be working in the field. One will be taken, one left behind. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, one left behind. So stay alert. You have no idea what day are, what day your master will show up, but you do know this. You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. Be vigilant just like that. You have no idea when the Son of Man is going to show up. Verses 45 through 47. Who here qualifies for the job of overseeing the kitchen, a person the master can depend on to feed the workers on time each day, someone the master can drop in on unannounced and always find him doing his job, a God-blessed man or woman? I tell you, it won't be long before the master will put this person in charge of the whole operation. 48 through 51. But if that person only looks out for himself, and the minute the master is away does what he pleases, abusing the help and throwing drunken parties for his friends, the master is going to show up when he least expects it. And it won't be pretty. He'll end up in the dump with the uh, hypocrites out in the shivering cold, teeth chattering. Guys, this is uh, this chapter is amazing. It really goes into depth on you know his coming, and you know for me honestly, that's that's not something I really thought about. You know, it's good to hear that I I can ignore all these other things because when Jesus comes, I will be meeting him in the sky. You know, I will be meeting with him when everyone sees him. And I don't have to be afraid that I will fall for some fake, that I can ignore these other things. Guys, this, this chapter is so important. It's something that you need to really take heart in. You need to take it into the depths of your being to really focus on, on what is being said here. 
to not fall for the things that other people fall for, to not fall for the lies that the world honestly revolves around. There is a God, and he did send his son to this earth to save us from ourselves and from all these evil things that have happened. We don't have to give in. We don't have to live like the world to be happy. When we seek first his kingdom, he adds all the other things that we want. There's even verses in the Bible that talk about if we seek him first, that all we have to do is ask and he will give us the desires of our heart. Guys, we I'm sorry, I think I have a cat here in my throat. <clears throat> but we are set up for success in a way that no one ever has been. We know the creator of the universe. We commune with him on a daily basis. We seek him with our hearts. And you know, I'm not perfect. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not perfect. There's a lot of times where I feel afraid because I, I don't totally know what um, seeking God with all my heart, my soul, my mind means. I do my best. I really do. I am a Christian. I am born again. I am filled with his spirit. And I will always choose to seek after him with all that I am. The day that I can't will be the day that I'm dead. I won't let anyone else tell me how to believe. And I had a choice several years ago. And I'm just going to be honest. I've always kind of omitted the truth here. I was high off my rockers. But something hit home in that conversation in the, in the uh, room, in the group that I was with. And they were talking about Christians. And they're like, nobody here is a Christian. We can say whatever we want. And it dawned on me in that moment, even though my brain was like super gone, it was a choice. I was sitting at a crossroads. On one hand, I could just be with the group, live the way that I'd always wanted to, be a part of something, you know, Feel like I'm a part of something, I should say. Feel like I belonged. But in my heart of hearts, I knew. I knew the truth. I know the truth. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And so I spoke up. I said, no, I'm a Christian. Everybody quieted down and got silent. I felt like I wasn't even there. I felt like it was distant. But I knew the truth. I know to the truth to this day. Jesus is real. A hundred percent. There is no one out there that has your best interest at heart more than him. And it's sad to see that our nation believes these idiot ideas 
coming from our government and coming from corporations and they buy in to the bull crap that, that these guys are spreading when the truth is so simple. It's not far-fetched. It's not, it's not something insane. It's not something from a fairy tale. It's that the creator created the earth for us. That he sent his son to die on the cross for us. That he loves us. I think about all my friends that, that aren't Christians, that won't listen. I've tried so many times. It makes me sad. In fact, there's a lot of times I can't even talk to them anymore because what they talk about doesn't make any sense. In their, in their ears, it sounds like truth. And so they spout it off, but when they say it out loud, it doesn't make any sense. Their reasoning doesn't line up. Yet, in their ears, they can't hear it. They can't hear that it sounds false. It's the truth to them. They believe it 100%. They don't know. They've heard things about the Bible. They've heard things about God, but it's not real to them. That's why this is so important, guys. That's why it is real to us. It needs to be real to us. His word, the things that he says, it needs to be real. Because if you don't really believe it, you're just as bad as those false prophets. You're just as bad as those people that lead others astray. Because what he has said is real. It's true. It's life. And if you put on a mask and you act, they can tell that it's not real to you. But when something is real and there is a true belief in it, your actions, your words speak. They truly speak. They lead people to Christ. You know, I might not be the one to be able to reach my friends, but I've tried. I might not be able the one to be able to reach them and to really get them to hear what I'm saying. But I believe it 100%. Guys, it's not easy. There's a lot of times that, honestly, I am alone. I'm alone with God and myself and my wife. I don't have a lot of people that like me because when people say things, if I don't agree, I stand up for what I believe in. And I don't care if you don't believe in it. Don't listen. Don't talk to me. If you don't want to hear what I have to say and what God has given me to say, the things he's put on my heart to share, the things that he has called me to be, then don't talk to me. But nothing aside from death, is going to stop me from speaking the word of God. And nothing, aside from death, departure from this world, is going to stop me from trying to change the hearts and the mind of the people in this world. Because that is what God has told me to do. He has called me to be an overcomer. 
He has called me to stand up for what's right. He has called me to walk a life that is worth leaving a legacy behind. He has called me to be a man. And do you know what a man does? A man pushes forward even though it gets hard. He doesn't give up. He keeps going. He keeps standing even when it hurts. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. I pray for the audience, God, that you really just uh, you speak to them. Speak to their hearts, God. Speak to their minds, God. Uh, God, I pray that you give them an opportunity to stand on who they are, God, to speak to the people around them that need to be spoken to, God, that as you put things on their hearts, God, that they share them. Lord God, I pray that you give them the strength and the courage to overcome the things in their lives that they're dealing with, God. I pray that you place a hedge of protection from the top of their feet or from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, God. I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. I thank you for the wisdom, the intelligence, and the courage to stand on your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time on Disciples by Design.